How's my financial health, Doc? Welcome to the Financial Literacy Podcast for Healthcare Professionals, where financial security and wealth topics are not a taboo. Because your cash value goes tax-free inside the policy. So you could see this as uh, something similar to a GIC, a guaranteed investment uh, certificate with a fixed interest rate. Additionally, it helps you grow your wealth. So over time, your life insurance policy builds cash values. And those two amounts, once it's, once it's given to you into the policy, it can never be taken back. Hey, good morning, friends and colleagues. Uh, we are back for another podcast on uh, life insurance. This time we are going to be talking about participating life insurance, or we call it PAR life, which is one type of a permanent life insurance uh, that covers you until death as long as the policy is in force, meaning uh, paying the premiums. Again, we have with us uh, my friend uh, Terry, uh, who's the content expert as well. And we're going to take a deep dive into uh, participating life today, like we did for uh, term insurance and universal life insurance in previous podcasts. Hey, Terry, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm very excited to have you back on with us. Hello, Vu. Thanks for having me back. And I think this is going to be an exciting subject to cover off today. So let's get at it. Great, uh, Terry, this is very good. So we're going to dive right in then. Um, first off, I think in the market, there's a lot of uh, misconception, but also misunderstanding of what participating life is because People keep saying, is it whole life? Is it permanent life? Uh, is it participating life? What What is that exactly? Uh, can you help us clarify that? Yeah, so that, that's a good place to start with today's podcast, Vu. So when we talk about life insurance, we're normally talking about two types, term and then permanent. And we've covered off previous podcast talking about term insurance. So we know that term insurance is you're normally bought in 10, 20, 30 year blocks. Permanent is also life insurance, but like the name suggests, once you get into a permanent life policy, you're in it for life. As long as you keep up with your premiums, then that policy is set for your lifetime. Now, when we talk about permanent insurance, permanent life insurance, there are usually two types, what's known as universal life, and we covered that off in our previous podcast, and then whole life. And your whole life insurance policy is a policy where you will receive dividend payments from the life insurance company. So we call that a whole life participating life insurance policy. Okay, so I guess participating means that I, uh, as a policy owner, I actually participate into the profits of the company. And if the company does well or the carrier, so let's say as an example, if the carrier does well, uh, the carrier will provide a dividend that will pay into my cash value. And 
annual dividend allows the person that's insured to share in the profitability of the insurance company. The dividend rates can fluctuate from year to year, and there's no guarantee that the company will pay a dividend in any given year. However, most life insurance companies in Canada continue to pay dividends, even in today's low interest rate environment. And just to add to this, I'd like to mention that there, there is also whole life insurance which can be non-participating. And we would simply call that like a no frills permanent life insurance policy. So what those plans offer is a little bit more simplicity, a lower premium, but they don't generate an annual dividend. So similarly to the participating, the non-participating whole life policy provides lifetime protection, fixed premiums, guaranteed cash values, and certain plans can be paid up in a limited number of years. But unlike their participating whole life, they do not provide an annual dividend. Okay, thank you, Terry. So I just want to clarify this for the audience. So in terms of life insurance, there's two big broad categories. There is the term life, which is its own category. Very simple, basic run of the mill life insurance. And then you've got your other category, which is called permanent life uh, insurance. And in permanent life insurance, there's three categories, one of which is uh, the universal life, which we uh, talked about in our last podcast. There is participating life insurance, and there's also non-participating life insurance. So the difference between participating and non-participating is only separated by the fact that in participating, you participate into the profits of the carrier and therefore get a dividend. Whereas in non-participating, you do not participate in the profits of the carrier and therefore do not get the dividend. But you get the same other features as in a participating minus the dividend, the dividend uh, payment. So now let's just come back to uh, the participating. Uh, life insurance. That's what we're going to concentrate on uh, in this podcast. So in participating life insurance, uh, it is a life insurance that is a level premium with a uh, savings vehicle. In universal life, we understood that it was a life insurance with an investment vehicle that plays into the market. In contrast, in a participating life insurance. The vehicle is not an investment vehicle, but more of a seen or perceived as a savings vehicle because it includes a cash value, but the cash value is made up of two things, a guaranteed amount and a dividend that is paid annually by the insurance company. However, this dividend amount uh, is not guaranteed. So for some years they will pay other years they will not pay. This being said, as Terry mentioned, uh, up to now, all the insurance carriers uh, have been paying their dividends yearly and have not missed any uh, payment. Yes, that's that's correct, Vu. And further to that, I would like to add that those cash values made up of the guaranteed and potential dividend, once that's credited to the policy, it's vested, meaning it 
can't be reduced or used for any purpose other than authorized by the policy owner. So if the market falls, you have that downside protection inside your participating life policy. So what you're saying is unlike the UL where you are invested into a fund or ETF, this one you're not invested into any funds or ETF and in fact you're not invested into the market. You get a certain amount, let's call it uh, a guaranteed amount or see it as an interest for example uh, and a dividend amount and those two amounts once it's, once it's given to you into the policy it can never be taken back. So even if the market drops by 25-30% next year, that value does not drop at all and it stays constant and keeps going up. And so that's the downward protection that you were talking about. Yeah, so just to add to that, for, for all intents and purposes, that's, that's, that's how it acts inside the policy. It's like a big fixed income product made up of a bunch of underlying investments. But for the purposes and use of the policy owner, it's a growing asset. Yes, Terry. Um, and it is always a growing asset. It can never be a decreasing asset. For that reason, I see this as a saving vehicle as opposed to an investment vehicle. Because when we think about savings, the, um, the uh, amount always keep growing and it's guaranteed like like a savings uh, account with a fixed interest. Whereas investment, you're invested in something that has volatility. So you could see this as uh, something similar to a GIC, a guaranteed investment uh, certificate with a fixed interest rate. So just to wrap that up with a bow, your participating whole life insurance is a permanent policy with a guaranteed death benefit, an underlying cash value made up of guarantees and potential dividends over time. Thank you, Terry, for uh, wrapping it up in a very nice bow. So now let's just dive into the cash value itself. There is a guaranteed amount and a dividend amount. So how is the guaranteed amount uh, determined, Terry? Yeah, that's a good, good question really comes down to carrier to carrier. As far as the dividend is concerned, the range of uh, dividend being paid out by Canadian insurance carriers today is anywhere between 5.5% to 6.35%. And depending on the carrier, a percentage of that dividend is guaranteed. One, one great thing about working with a broker is that that advisor can go into the market and do a search for you and find out which carriers are paying the best guarantees and the most dividend at this time. The advisors can also tell you which company uh, has the best uh, track record. My recommendation is you're working with a broker or at least an independent advisor that works with a range of carriers. This allows you to shop around and compare the different policies and the features, the guaranteed amount and the dividends and the track record. And so it is important to have an independent view so that uh, the customer's uh, best interest is at heart here.
Okay then, Terry, um, can you talk to us about uh, the death benefit? How is that uh, calculated and what does it all mean at the end? So with a growing cash value, that potentially is added to the death benefit over, over time. So let's say you start out with a million dollar policy. I've seen that depending on when the policy owner takes on the insurance grow substantially. It can double, triple, or even quadruple the longer you live. It all adds up and all ends up in a death benefit. Yeah, and by the way, Terry, uh, we have to remind people that the growth inside that cash value is 100% tax-free. That's correct, Vu. And in addition, the potential death benefit is completely tax-free to the beneficiary. Which makes this uh, product, uh, insurance product and saving product, a very, very nice tax-efficient uh, vehicle for retirement planning and estate planning. So now we're going to talk about uh, the advantages and disadvantages of this particular vehicle. Um, when you speak to your clients about participating life, what are the positive and advantages of this product that you would like them to know? So first and foremost, it's life insurance. So when you die, your family, business or charity will receive the payout and it's yours for life so whatever amount of life insurance you buy is guaranteed to stay in effect for your lifetime and premium payments for your guaranteed coverage won't go up no matter what your age this is what you call a level premium so the next advantage is you get to choose how you want to pay for this you can pay it in 10 years 20 years or you can choose a life pay option Additionally, it helps you grow your wealth. So over time, your life insurance policy builds cash values. Potentially, you have guaranteed access to these funds, which you can use in many ways during your lifetime. And then it also has the tax advantages because your cash value goes tax-free inside the policy. So when you die, the people and organizations you've named as beneficiaries receive the payout tax-free. I think you said something that is very important and is the fact that you can use that cash value at any time during your lifetime. So a policy owner does not need to die to benefit from this cash value. This cash value could be either redeemed, surrendered, or even uh, collateralized to gain a line of credit. So I would truly call this a uh, life insurance policy as opposed to a term life insurance policy, which really should be a death insurance policy. Yes, Vu, I, I agree with that perception. And let's look at another advantage. As your cash value grows, don't forget from the very first premium, the cash value and dividend are guaranteed and vested, meaning they can never be taken back. And yes, so the amount is growing inside the policy tax-free as well, which is very important. So the cash value is growing tax-free and the death benefit 
is also growing tax-free. That's correct, Boo. And I'd also like to add that at any time, the policy can be used as a loan. So you can borrow with interest backed by your policy's cash value. Alternatively, if you want to uh, collateralize it to the bank, you could secure it against a line of credit from the bank and not from the insurance carrier. In this way, if it is a line of credit from the bank, the money that you take out through that line of credit is also tax-free. That's also correct, though. So as you've seen, Terry, I like a lot of things that are tax-free, don't you? It also helps you protect your loved ones. So you can buy participating life insurance on yourself or on others. What you're trying to say is that um, I could be the owner of the insurance policy, but the insuree would be one of my love uh, family members. So for example, either my uh, significant other or my children or even uh, my parents, as long as they are deemed insurable interest. And what that means is that should one of those individuals die, uh, I would be suffering um, a financial hardship. And for that reason, the insurance company allows me to purchase an insurance policy uh, on their behalf, but I am the policy owner. This being said, because I am the policy owner, I am also the owner of the death benefit and also the cash value. Given that there's a cash value sitting inside the policy, and I'm the owner, I could use that cash value any way that I would like. So here's how I would use uh, this particular strategy here. Um, if I'm the policy owner and the insuree is a insurable interest, so let's just take an example, uh, my children, um, I could purchase uh, the insurance policy now, uh, insuring one of my kids, uh, and allow that cash value to grow using it as a savings vehicle. And so what I'm exactly doing is that I've purchased life insurance for my children. I have set up an account where the money can grow tax-free at a rate of 5.5 to 6.35, depending on the carrier, tax-free. And so it is a way to uh, save your money within an insurance product. Once that cash value grows up and increases over time, I can now transfer the policy to the insuree. So in this example, it would be one of my child. And so my child can automatically now have an insurance policy, but also a certain amount of cash sitting inside their policy for him or her to use whichever way uh, he or she would like to in the future. For example, to use it as an emergency fund or to use it as an opportunity fund or to invest in real estate or the stock market or to start up their own business. So it is really a good way to save money. Another way to use this strategy would be for someone who is of an older age and has medical issues. And so the premium would be high or potentially not even be eligible for a policy. Uh, 
But if that person wanted to save for retirement or wanted to save for an emergency fund or wanted to save in a cash value while having a life policy, well, this individual can, again, purchase the policy on behalf of a in, uh, insurable interest. For example, their significant other or their children. This particular person would own the policy while insuring someone else. And those are the two main reasons why this type of strategy are being used currently. There are obviously many more, but those are probably not for this podcast. Finally, one more advantage that I see uh, in addition to what we talked about, uh, Terry, uh, is the fact that uh, this is a annual uh, premium or a monthly premium. And so it is a commitment for, like you say, 20, 10 years or even a lifetime pay. And so I am committed to that time frame. But that commitment to that time frame also means that I'm committed to that savings into that cash value. And the nice thing about the premium is that you can make it automatic. It either pays monthly or it either pays um, uh, yearly. And so I could make this payment automatic and use the concept of pay yourself first. And that payment goes into a life insurance policy, but it also goes into a vehicle that allows you to save somewhere between 5.5 to 6.35%. So I see this as an uh, absolute great opportunity to almost automatically save as I am committed to that 10, 20 or lifetime pay. Yes, Bill, I, I like those two concepts that you spoke of. Conversely, some people could see that level of commitment as a non-starter. So, for example, if they were looking at a ten or $50,000 annual premium for 20 years, some people might be a little wary committing to that to get going. Absolutely, Terry. I, I understand that. Um, having to commit to 10, 20 years or even a lifetime with a, a premium that is significantly high can definitely uh, feel overwhelming. Uh, and for some people, uh, the fear of uh, starting that commitment is actually very strong. Yeah, and in follow-up to that view, many times when I've discussed participating life insurance with my clients, there's quite a bit of sticker shock when they see the expected annual premiums, particularly when they compare it to term life insurance. The gap can seem quite wide. However, don't forget, there's two thing, two big differences between par and term. Your term insurance is set up for set terms, either 10 years, 20 years, or even 30. Your participating whole life is permanent insurance. Additionally, you are gaining a cash value fund on top of your permanent life insurance, as well as potential dividends from the insurance carrier, all growing tax-free. And Vu, I'd like to circle back and mention one more advantage to be taken with the uh, participating life policy. In our last podcast, we talked about the insured retirement plan and how that could be implemented with a universal life policy. 
Well, the insured retirement plan can also be utilized with a whole life policy. And again, this is where the policy can be owned either individually or by a corporation uh, and used somewhere down the road, usually for retirement, hence the term insured retirement plan, to supplement your retirement income. Uh, to hear more about this strategy, please revisit our last podcast on universal life insurance. Thank you, Terry, for uh, reminding the audience about the uh, insured retirement plan uh, and how this is another great advantage of this product uh, that could be used either individually or inside the corp and using the uh, cash value sitting inside the policy. Okay, so like we did for the previous uh, podcast on insurance product, Terry, give me uh, some examples of what this could look like. Yeah, so let's take a look at a 35-year-old female. $1 million of face value or death benefit. For a 20 pay, that individual would pay $29,440 annually. If we were to set that up as a pay to 100 or age 100, that would shift to $14,320 annually. So yeah, as one can see, the premiums are of a significant amount. And so uh, a commitment of 20 years or a lifetime pay till age 100 can seem a bit overwhelming. Thank you very much, Terry, for spending this time with us uh, talking about uh, permanent life insurance and one of the product, which is participating life. Uh, again, uh, another um, vehicle that could be used uh, within your uh, planning strategy. And I think you've said it correctly, Terry. This is not something that one does alone and needs a, a advisor to help us uh, shop the market and understand the pros and cons and the different features of uh, these type of policies. So thank you again, Terry, for uh, your wonderful uh, knowledge and experience. Uh, you're, you're very welcome, Boo. It's always a pleasure. And um, I look forward to doing it again soon. Have a great day. You as well, Terry. Uh, thank you very much and see you next time. Well, thank you uh, for all of you guys for listening to the end. I hope uh, everyone has learned uh, something of these uh, podcasts on insurance products. Thank you very much. Uh, everybody take care and uh, see you guys next time. Bye-bye. How is my financial health doc podcast is hosted by Dr. Vukit Tran. Dr. Tran is a physician with a special interest in personal financial security and wealth education. Dr. Tran does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through this financial podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. Please confer with your advisor, lawyer, or accountant for specific advice.